Good morning, everybody, or afternoon or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Welcome back to the Godly Dating 101 podcast. It's your boy, Tavares. And unfortunately, I have to do it to you all again. It's no Safa. And I'm not, this is my last episode, apologizing that I don't do a podcast with my wife. No, she didn't run off to some foreign island and leave me here to do podcasts on myself. It's just a matter of our schedules. They never really align. And when I'm free to do it, she's always either swamped at work or it's just something, whether it's between ministry or church or between parenting, school full-time, working full-time. It's just, we're always back and forth, you know? So by the time we actually get time to one another, we rather spend time with one another, you know, so until we can get things aligned and when we get a day, we can sit down and record multiple at a time. We're going to be dealing with me and we're going to be bringing in some guests, of course. But today, I just want to thank you all for tuning back in. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to thank you for checking us out. I don't know if it was the, the topic title or just someone sharing it, but regardless, you're here and I'm hoping we can leave an impact on your life in some way, shape or form. You know, so I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for all the reviews that you guys have been leaving. We read them all. Thank you for all the emails. You know, we read them all. We're trying to do all the improvements that you all mentioned. You know, so just be patient. We're working on every last one of them. Everything is being taken into consideration. And if we haven't done your topic yet, we are still going to do it. We just have a whole lot that, we, you know, we need to push out a whole lot of content, you know, to get out there. So today we have one that I think is an exciting one. Talking about habits to break before starting a relationship. I'm pretty sure this has to have a part two because it's not too much. I'm not going to hold you all too long. I don't want to do hour long episodes. But today we're going to talk about some habits to break. And I believe that a lot of times people get into relationships that fail. And, you know, they're questioning it, questioning um, why did it fail or they're questioning why did some marriages go into divorce or why are some people frustrated in the relationships that they're in. And I believe a lot of people try to pay attention to what's going on currently. But in reality, I believe there were underlying issues way ahead of time. And if you don't address an issue at the root and if you don't address issues before starting a relationship, they can and they will make your relationship crumble or be miserable in the end. So we just want to talk about a few of those you know, today, because I honestly believe that uh, a shaky foundation means the house isn't going to stand. You know, Jesus talks about that in a couple parables where he mentions, you know, we have to be based on the word of God. You know, so that that's definitely an important thing. We have to be rooted and grounded in the word of God if we want our relationships to be able to stand. You know, so the first thing I wanted to mention in regard in regards to these habits that we must break. Stop entertaining or pursuing multiple people. So that goes for men and that goes for women. I could speak to my brothers right now because I understand how some brothers are, you know, they have multiple people. I, I don't want to just say brothers because I know how some sisters are because, you know, by the time they shut down one guy, there's another guy in her inbox that she can respond to whenever she feels like it. We all know these women have a guy in their inbox talking to themselves, constantly saying, good morning, beautiful, <laughs> you know, that they're not responding to. And then, you know, maybe the, the guy get a chance, whatever. But we all know that it's a huge problem when people are are trying to pursue a marriage and you're entertaining multiple people. So just because you two aren't official 
doesn't mean it's right that you're you're flirting around town. You know, so I, that's why I honestly believe it's important that when you speak with someone, you make it clear of your intentions. Because if they, if you find out that the girl you were trying to talk to for weeks has a boyfriend, in her head, we just we're just inboxing one another. You know, you never made your intentions known. So when she moves on and finds someone else, you can't be jealous or you can't be upset because you never made your intentions known. Or sisters, you can't believe that a guy was trying to play you if you know, you're playing hard to get or you're playing, you're making it seem like all of his advancements are being ignored or you're not interested. So when he moves on to someone else, you can't call him a player. He's not being a player. He moved on with his life, you know, but I think it's a big issue because it's something that I see with a lot of people entertaining multiple people, because if you can't stop your eyes from wandering now, you're not going to stop them when you're taken. Just because you're dating a beautiful woman or just because you have a handsome guy doesn't mean another person won't catch your attention. You know, so that's why you have to learn how to start start being um, intentional, I guess is the word that I'm looking for, in regards to your relationships. Because you don't want to just allow yourself to jump from person to person or you don't want to allow your emotions to be wrapped up in multiple situations. If everyone, you know, that shows you a little attention or gives you a compliment, it's automatically stirring your emotions and getting you interested, then that shows you may not be ready for a relationship. And I say that because you don't want to date out of loneliness. You want to date out of purpose. I don't believe that it's smart for us to get into relationships just because this person is always talking to us or just because that person is available, you know, because someone else is going to pop up. So you have to make sure that that when you're dating, you use discernment, that you pray, that you're you're seeking God, because the Bible says, in James 1 and 8, that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So if every time you see an attractive woman, you have to pursue her, even if you're in a relationship, you're double-minded. That means you're not focused on one thing. And ladies, if every time a guy is good conversation and you know you, you start to gain interest, then that shows you're not allowing yourself to be singular-minded. You're being double-minded. And what happens when you're double-minded? You'll become unstable. You'll begin to sway from relationship to relationship. You'll begin to entertain things that you shouldn't, you know, so we have to understand that, yes, that reference wasn't in order, it wasn't regards to prayer and having faith in God, but the concept is the same. If you waver whenever opportunities arise, that shows it's an instability that I don't believe that it's really ready for a relationship, you know, so if you're not stable in your emotions, you're not stable in your heart, you're not rooted in who you are, then you can easily be swayed every time temptation comes. Because people will still tempt you when you're dating. So you have to have a made up mind not to sin before the opportunity arises. Joseph Joseph is a perfect example of being in Potiphar's home. And then when he's in Potiphar's home, you know, I know that Potiphar is married to a beautiful woman. You can't be the chief over all those people and you have the one busted woman in all of town. You know, so I know he's with a beautiful woman and she's showing interest in, in Joseph and she's letting him know. She wants to sleep with him. And he, he, what his response was, how can I do this wicked thing and sin against God? His response wasn't, how can I disrespect my leader? It was, how can I do that and disrespect God? Because we have to understand that entertaining people that we should not be with is dishonoring our walk with God. Entertaining relationships that are sinful, entertaining relationships that lead to fornication and adultery, those are not honoring God. But 
the biggest key to what he said was, he said, how can I do this and then sin against God? Which means before the situation even came up, he knew I wasn't going to allow myself to compromise just because a woman was beautiful. I wasn't going to allow myself to sin because no one wasn't going to find out. You know, so you have to pay attention to those things. You know, you have to have a made up mind before situations arise that can get you to stumble. A second point I like to say is stop comparing yourself to others. Like, I really don't get the idea behind that, you know, and I feel like some people only want to be in relationships for cute social media posts, you know, because they see others dating, they see others get married. So they feel the urge that, well, I'm creeping up on 20. I'm creeping up on 25, 30. That means I have to get married now. Listen, I would rather you wait till you're 40 to get married. And that's what God wanted rather than you get into a relationship at 18, 20. And that's not who God had for you. And you end up doing some things that you regret or you end up giving away parts of yourself that you'll regret. And I'm not saying just because of losing your virginity. No, I mean wasting your time. I mean wasting your emotions on relationships that don't involve God. I believe a lot of times people compare themselves to others and they fail to realize that every relationship is different. Some couples won't last because, you know, you have people trying to be someone else, you know, so you're faking who you are or you're trying to turn them into someone that they're not, you know, and I honestly believe that a good relationship builds you up and I believe that it pushes you to grow, you know, more than you probably even notice. And that's why God called the wife to help me because Adam, Adam had a purpose, yes, but his wife helped cultivate it, you know, so when you're in a relationship with someone, yes, they're supposed to bring out the best to you, but if you're in a relationship and all you're doing is comparing yourself to others, then that leads to a problem. So while you're single, I believe it's important to stop thinking, man, she got, she has the body of a goddess, man. I, God, you see all these roles? God, you need to work on my roles. You know what I mean? Don't, you need to love your roles, <laughs> you know, for what? So if you, if you have a problem with your body, ladies, please understand that real men are not stressed over it. You know, I, I'm not saying lose yourself or anything like that. But I'm saying don't feel as though you're not beautiful because you don't look like the woman down the road or don't feel like you're not beautiful because you don't look like that girl who's getting all the social media posts, social media likes, because honestly, she's probably getting all those likes for the wrong reasons or for being provocative or anything like that. You know, so you have to learn to stop comparing yourself. Comparison only leads to two things. It either leads to envy and comparison only leads to pride. So you're going to find yourself in a situation where as you think you're better than others, you know, because you have X, Y, Z, or because you're married, or because you have kids, or because you have a relationship, or you're going to end up envious of others because you feel like, oh, they have a relationship before I did. Oh, they have the type of relationship I want. And, you know, the list can go on, on and on. And I believe that it's important that we we find those type of people and those things to emulate, you know, to help us live, sorry, more godly lives. By the end of the day, if you want to be able to have a successful relationship, you should want the relationship that pleases God, not the one that looks like brother and sister so-and-so. Or just because someone wrote a book, you know, regarding relationships doesn't mean that their marriage is perfect. You know, just because Safa and I run an account called Golly Dating 101 doesn't mean we don't have room to grow. You know, so I, I don't like when people, you know, try to compare themselves to others because you set yourself at a disadvantage because you can never be me. I can never be you. And then you'll always be a trying. You'll always try to achieve a goal that wasn't yours to meet. You know, so you'll never really know what's a successful relationship because you never defined it for yourself. You're trying to be them. You're trying to have what they have. You're trying to have the house that they have. You know, so I believe that's an important thing to kill right before you get into a relationship. Don't wait until your relationship 
because then you'll just be comparing your relationship to someone else. Oh, how come we don't get to go out as much as they do? How come you don't buy me gifts the way that they do? How come you don't do X, Y, Z? And the list goes on and on and you end up not appreciating who you have and you end up just whining and complaining and nagging, none of which builds a godly relationship. The third thing I want to bring up is stop thinking you're always right. (laughs) That is a massive problem that God is still working on me on, you know, so please don't think this podcast is to bash any of you. This podcast is not to bash any of you, you know, so I always feel me always felt like I, I never I never had the mentality that is my way or the highway. But when you get into a relationship, you start to feel that way when someone, you know, does something that you wouldn't have done it that way, you know, like perfect example. One of our first arguments when we got married was about spaghetti. And yes, I'm being so serious. I wish Safa was here <laughs> so we could talk about it together. It was over spaghetti. And, you know, so Safa made spaghetti one day for dinner. And then I, I hope I'm not getting this wrong. So she made the spaghetti, you know, the noodles, and then she made the, the meat sauce, whatever. And then when she was done, at least she thought she was done. And I believe I mixed the two. And then she's looking like, why'd you mix it? And I'm looking like, well, that's how you're supposed to make spaghetti. It gets mixed. And she's like, no, that's not what she was going to do. And then Safa's willing to drop it, obviously. She's the kind one, the nice one. I'm the stubborn child, you know. (laughs) And I'm looking like, no, that's not how you make spaghetti. My mom has never made spaghetti like that, so that's not how I'm going to eat it. And Safa was like, it's going to the same place, but whatever makes you happy. You know what I mean? It's like, And I'm looking like it's going to... It, it No, it's going to ruin the spaghetti tradition and it cannot be done another way. So I'm over here being the ultimate child, uh, the biggest pest. And so I was just like, listen, if that's how you want it, then fine. I'm not about to sit here and argue with you. You know, until this day, all right, her way won. Um, <laughs> we do it separately now. You put the beet sauce on top, put the spaghetti on top. But my thing was, I made a big deal over something that literally did not matter. You know, so my thing is, we have to learn that if we keep thinking we are perfect and everything that's not done our way is wrong or ungodly or unbiblical or, you know, or that person is the antichrist, then we need to check ourselves. You know, isn't it worth having peace in your relationship or having love and a genuine connection in your relationship rather than you always being right? I feel like a lot of people don't realize how selfish they are until they get into relationships. I realized how selfish I was after being married, you know, but there are a lot of people the word is slipping me right now. I wish I wish I wrote it down. It's slipping me. But there's some narcissistic, um, you know, those people that just think life is about them. They're always the victim. Everyone else is wrong. You know, they're always complaining about what you did to them. They're always complaining about how you made them act the way they are acting. You know, gaslighting, I believe that term is. You know, they're always making it seem like that you're the issue. And, you know, we have to check ourselves because if we go into a relationship thinking we're always right, it doesn't matter if we got married for 50 years. That doesn't make a successful marriage. Not arguing or whatever doesn't make a successful marriage. Having a spouse that you dominate is not a successful marriage. We have to learn to communicate in proper ways. You know, Your way is not always the best way, and your way is not always the only way. You know, So even if you are right, I believe that you have to just learn um, in these type of moments, you have to learn to show respect and treat them with love rather than rather than belittling them, you know. So you never want to get into a relationship with someone that feel as though feel as though they're God, because that's really what their flesh is saying. They're placing themselves above you. You're beneath them. You know, and I believe that's a huge problem. You know, what I know the Bible mentions that wives should submit to their husbands. 
But a lot of times people don't realize the Bible didn't say submit to your boyfriends. So, ladies, if you're dating some guy that thinks he owns you, you need to leave. You know, please don't think that you have to submit to someone who didn't even commit to you. And that's first of all, you know, so I just want to let you guys know that it's important to not not go into these relationships with a wrong mindset, thinking that you're above someone or thinking that someone else needs to check themselves when in reality you are the issue. You know, I have um, I won't get into details, you know, but I, I, there's someone, you know, and it's just like every time I hold a conversation with him, I find out that I was wrong. And I'm just like, man, despite me being right, I know I'm wrong. And I'm just like, I, I know they're portraying me as a person that's wrong. And that's a massive issue because people don't want to speak to you after that point. You know, sometimes um, Safa and I will have pointless arguments. And I can admit it's because of me. It's, uh, it's, and if she did something wrong, it's me blowing it out of proportion. You know what I mean? So please pray. <laughs> please pray for my poor wife. She's tough now, but I, I need to I need to get my flesh under control. That's that's me being honest. I'm not going to sit on this podcast and try to pretend that I have it all together, you know, but I have to let myself know that I have to let Safa know sometimes, even if you feel as though I'm not going to like what you're saying, you have to be able to voice your opinion because I have to learn to respect you. I have to learn to, to hear, hear your emotions. Your emotions are valid. Despite me disagreeing with something you may say, that doesn't mean what you're saying is, is invalid. That doesn't mean your emotions aren't worth anything, you know, so I don't want anyone to be in a relationship that feels like they can't even voice when they're frustrated because they don't want to upset the other person. When in reality, you know, that's like when the pot is boiling and it just keeps boiling and boiling and boiling. And because you never release that tension, it just bubbles over, you know, and it just leads to massive argument and things like that, you know. So the same thing I tell self is the same thing I'm telling you all. You all need to be able to speak and be rational, be able to speak and, and love one another and have the right tone, have the right attitude when it comes to these things. A fourth thing I want to mention is we have to break the, t- um, the, the cycles of poor spending habits. I don't know who this is for. <laughs> and I won't say it's just the ladies because I know some brothers get reckless when they're shopping, too. But you have to break you have to break that mindset, you know, of poor spending habits. You know, all right. So I don't believe either my wife and I have poor spending habits, but it can be those little things that you don't realize that you're doing. I don't know. Maybe you're addicted to Kit Kats. I don't know. But it's the fact that if you buy a Kit Kat every day and you're buying, I don't know, a king size Kit Kat, two bucks or something, and then you're spending ten dollars a week or whatever a month on something that's pointless, you don't realize later down the line that you never really learn to save or to deny your flesh. Because a lot of people think denying the flesh only relates to saying no to sin. It's also saying no to things that you desire. I believe that we have to break cycles over our minds, over you know poor mentalities and just indulging in everything that we like. Because you may be a person that think, you know, well, I got money, I'm going to spend it. And that's good. No one is telling you how to live your life. But at the same time, your spouse may be a saver, and you can't make you can't tell them it's not important to save. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of being wise with your money. Um, when we got married, I didn't have any debt, but Safa had school loan debt, and Safa had more school loan debt <laughs> than we both thought. You know, and I wanted probably about ten thousand more than we both thought. So it's, it's, this is absolutely crazy at this point. I'm looking like, Safa, you played me, huh? You tried to mess up my credit score. That's what you did. You know, but I feel like that's something that needs to be addressed. <laughs> you need to understand where you are financially. 
and stop living as though you can do whatever you want because just because you ignore it doesn't mean that it's going away. <laughs> Sally Mae will be there waiting on that check, you know? So, I mean, I won't talk too much about that because I don't want it to look like I'm bad mouthing my wife. No, it's not a problem. We're working on that right now. But it's just a matter of being wise with your with your money. But the, the most important thing that I want to touch on um, is we have to we have to stop being lazy in our walk with God. Because at some point, you have to take your walk with God seriously. And if you want to maintain a godly relationship, you have to be growing before you even meet this person. You have to be growing before you get into a relationship with this person. It's not possible to say, I want a godly relationship, but I don't want God. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, Jesus, I want you to be in the middle of our relationship, but I'm just, I'm just not going to read my Bible. I won't pray this week, you know, but I'll read my Bible verse of the day. You know, it'll get me through this month. You know what I mean? It's That's a complete absurd way to think, you know? So I, I really believe that we have to put, we have to um, start thinking wisely when it comes to um, getting into godly relationships, because a godly relationship is more than two people going to church. So don't think that because you both attend church, that you both are in a godly relationship. Don't think, oh, you used to speak in tongues. I, I really don't care how much tongues you speak in if you can't live a godly life in English. Or you know what I mean? It, it does not matter what you're doing that's that's extra if you're not being faithful to the will of God. You're not being faithful to the word of God. You know, so we have to make sure that we stop being, you know, stop. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say it. Stop being carnal, you know, because we all are work in progress. progress. God is working on all of us. But if we're simply ignoring the will of God, we're simply ignoring how to grow spiritually, then why would God entrust us with one of his sons or one of his daughters? Why would God send someone send someone our way for us to be a stumbling block to them? The Bible mentions in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 33, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners, you know, and we like to think of it as though the world corrupting us. But there are some people in church. Let me tell you something. Some church people can be very worldly. You know, I, I'm just going to I'm just going to tell them as it is, because I know what it is to be in church. And I was living a godly life and I felt like everyone thought I was the biggest cornball. But by the time I want to start living lukewarm and by the time I want to start compromising, all of a sudden I got a whole bunch of friends and everybody's like, hey, let's hang out. You know, it's not until you want to pray that people don't start. You know, that's when they stop inviting you to all the parties. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but I, I want you to understand that that verse wasn't just speaking about the world. That verse could also be speaking about us. We could be corrupting a person that God is trying to send our way. You know, so we have to understand that if we want to be in a godly relationship, we have to check our own selves. We have to check our own motives. We have to check our own mindset Am I going to be pushing this person closer to God or am I going to be pulling them towards the bedroom? Am I going to be pulling them out of the church? And I'm going to am I going to be pulling them out of their calling? You know, so we have to understand that we can't have a lazy walk with God and live a godly life and have a godly relationship. Because a lot of times people think marriage is all that there is. And yes, I'm happily married and marriage is great. But at the end of the day, God is more important than your marriage. God is more important than your job. God is more important than anything else this world has to offer. So I don't want you to feel like you can neglect your walk with God in pursuit of a marriage. Or you have to neglect your walk with God in pursuit of that degree or that that career. No, you should keep God at the center so that when you have that person, you won't compromise. And when you have that person, you won't cause them to compromise. You know, but 
there's a lot of things that I want to say on this. You know, I won't drag it out too much, but I do want to say you guys have to stay tuned for a part two. I feel like this will be perfect for my wife. But since you stayed to, stayed here till the end, I just want to thank you all for being here. This is a very quick episode compared to all of our other ones. We try to get it around like 30 minutes, but you all were here. I just want to say thank you for all the people that are listening. I wanted to say thank you for all the people that are sharing. And I just want to say, if you are on Apple, I know that I say this all the time, but I say it all the time because some people still don't listen to me. Please leave a five-star review. (laughs) If you can, leave a review, tell a friend, share it with us, tag us on either Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram when you do post it so that we can see it, so we can communicate with you all. And please understand that this is just the surface of things that you should stop doing before you get in a relationship. There are so many more. But we want to be able to do a part two. So we want you to stay tuned and we love y'all. Peace.